watching the brothers of legacy we don't stand out we stand up what's that all right <laughs> so let me tell you some of my technical struggle going on right now uh the way we're setting it up i'm getting like an a delayed echo of my voice into my ear so so it's like weird so until somebody comes in i'm gonna take these headphones off because <laughs> it's throwing my thinking way off all right so we're gonna we're gonna continue on. all right so like i said today we're talking about are we in the twilight zone and how i don't even know like i don't i don't Generally, I come in, try to be in a positive state state of thinking, positive state of thinking um, when it comes to uh, racial inequalities or, or issues that are happening in our community. Me, I'm, I've always been the dude that tries to see the glass half full. And if you, if you notice all of our conversations, no matter how dark we go down, the, the man is just rough kind of road. I always try to find a way because there's always a solution to everything. You know, we trust God. We know God to change and move things. But it's something about when it comes to these, you know, people that are in in the public eye. Um, and, you know, I get, no, I don't. Because, <laughs> you know, like a lot of things that are exposed are who these people are. This is who they are. Um, some, you know, you find out more and more certain people think a certain way because you never know who they are until either they're speaking candidly, you know, they ask the question or they're in a comfortable setting or situation. You really get to hear who they are, especially when it comes to podcasts, because they're so lax. They're so informal. You know, um, I was in somebody's, uh, I'm in like a podcasting group and someone was talking about um, your, what's up? Good morning, Keita. Good morning. Um, Joe Rogan and because he has like a three hour podcast and people's like that's long but if you have something engaging and then controversial it can kind of hold some people for, for quite a bit of time um, but like I said but it, it's informal so you're really going to get who people are you can't you know like a, a, a person that has a talk late night talk show he kind of front for a half hour in front of the camera you know like Someone that, that that comes and they're actors, they may interact <laughs> with black actors and actresses and things of that nature, but they're acting. <laughs> so you you know, you don't consider it being real. They might play certain parts like really well because it's probably part of their personality. Um, but the thing is, you know, when things are said publicly, the disparaging remarks. Or, or things towards slavery, you know, uh, favorable things, you know, um, towards slavery. And, and when we make comments about uh, a college basketball team, you know, about their looks and appearances based on their ethnicity, um, you know, my, my biggest issue is not just, you know, the lack of consequences to the backlash, it's the fact, and, if, and check it out, that they not only move, they don't lose their, just lose their job. They just move to someplace else and a lot of times make more money um, because there's, there's reports of even 
Rogan getting offers from other places. Yet he said something very disparaging towards a racial group, you know, people of color, my folk, <laughs> to be to make it personal. And it always seems like, like I don't want to harp on them, you know, a particular group, you know, and, and I I I, I give them props because, you know, the, the I'm I'm just keep it real. The Jewish community protects itself. Like they are like you say something, they're on it. And and the, the there's all these groups that are consistently like, yep, bad, 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 bad. And they shut it down. And the person apologizes and they lose their job. You know, and it's and it's always minute though. Like they don't, it's always something. That just they don't say Holocaust was good, <laughs> you know. It's just they say something that's just a little off, and that yet they're still, you know, the community comes together and says something. And I feel like you know, for us, everything always appears to be so controversial. It's it's like how is this a controversy, you know? Um, and then it's like the labeling of. They're not a racist. They just made a racist remark. What does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, it's some things you can slip up and say. Some things are just part of who you are and how you look at people. You know, and and a lot of times that's that's the biggest thing that that bothers me. You know, because I I feel like <laughs> funny we talk about this the always and never, but it seems like it's always anything about us always is like a controversy we got to kind of look at it we got to observe was it you know when a lot of times it's clear what it is you know but when it comes to anything else let somebody talk about an animal or do something to an animal it's like a rally you know a rally behind that stuff but when it and that's how i feel sometimes like but when it comes to us it's like controversy you know we got to defend and and any anything we spout out we have to take back somebody else's shifted spout about you know we say black lives matter all lives matter you know that whole controversy with that like why is that controversy you people understood when when it was first said people understood exactly why we were saying that people understood it but then after a while it's like well let's switch it up on them you know and now it's like it makes it seem like we don't like we don't care about anybody but ourselves, you know. And then you know, of course, with all of that, they always talk about well, blacks are killing blacks. I'm like, that's apples and oranges, you know. We're talking about um, those that are of you know a, a authoritative space, as opposed to folks that are attacking us. These are criminals in our community. Like, there's a difference. There's a difference. And, and so I feel like, you know, the one thing that upsets me or makes it difficult to navigate a lot of these thought processes or conversations is the fact that you feel like, you know, no matter what turn, it's like, I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm just wrong in how I feel. You know, I'm wrong for looking at something in that particular manner. Um, and that is that is some of the the struggle uh, that we deal with. <laughs> so, so like I said, today we're going to talk about. You know, 
how how should we look at it? I mean, and, and I guess it's just more of a conversation. I'm gonna keep it real. Like, I don't know. I won't have a solution at the end of this one. This is more like our, our rant. Okay, uh, we got Pastor Brian A. McCoy coming in the building. Um, yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm gonna put these headphones on and deal with the echo that's gonna be in my head. <laughs> good morning, Pastor. Good morning. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Because <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was coming up with this topic, I don't know, like, folks, it, like, I actually had somebody that I know, you know, that we grew up with, me and Stan, that, like, we talked about Joe Rogan. And he was, like, trying to defend, defend him or something to that. He took it down. Somebody must have said something or he's seen something <laughs> and realized, oh, maybe, maybe he is a racist. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and I and I've watched pieces of his show, more or less like a clip from Kevin Hart, a clip from this person, you know, like there's a tag, what you call it says such and such. You're like, oh, you watch it and you just figure out Joe Rogan is interviewing him. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you see. Uh, certain interviews, he's like Vlad TV's interviewing him, you know. Yeah. But uh, but that's kind of how I ran into him. I've never really followed him. It was always something about him. <laughs> not not even a racist thing. It's just like he wasn't my kind of folk to listen to. I don't know, just something about him. Oh, uh, so what have you have you been kind of following um, some of his situation? And we're not just talking about him. Uh, the Dionysus. Uh, Roseanne Barr and host of other folks that say things, but yet really get no contra- no no um, consequence to the action, you know, other than getting fired, but getting another job <laughs> with, with the same status, same amount of people watching, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, good morning, Mark. Spoon. <laughs> That's the problem that's with the, nicknames. That's, that's the inside they thing. Follow you forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, have you been following that a little bit? I, I have. I don't follow Joe Rogan, right? Probably for the same reasons. I just there's certain there's certain kind of foods I just don't eat. You know, and and yeah. he's like that. He used to do a show. Um, In fact. Um, what was it? He did Fear Factor. Fear Factor, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was entertaining, but I didn't, like, his his personality was just brash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys, like, if we were hanging out uh, back in the day when we were children, right. he'd have gotten in a lot of fights. <laughs> right, right, right. He's like that dude. He's that dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... But but I heard some of the stuff that's been going on. I saw the whole uh, montage of his use of the N-word and all of that. But I'm saying, you know, there are people out there like Joe Rogan's interaction with with other Hollywood folks or other entertainers. You know, there are certain people out there that take advantage of what they can get from you that promotes right. their popularity. Right. But deep down, you don't even like these people but you use them for your own gain. 
And, mm. and what happens is you peel back the cover, pull back the covers, and then you find out, oh, wow, this is who you are? Right. So you've been playing a game the whole time. You've been hustling the whole time. You know, right. and that's how I look. That's how I see somebody like a Joe Rogan. I'm not saying that he's a bad person. What I say is he's been exposed. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, like you can you can fault someone for being racist. I'm not getting ready to call Joe Rogan a racist. I'm going to call Joe Rogan a product of the environment that we live in today. Mm. Right? I'll be right back, bro. I got to take this call. Okay. All right. So, uh, question posted. Have you ever thought maybe... Was that not the question you're trying to post? Have you ever thought maybe these folks say, do these things to get out of their contract to be to listen that's good because i've thought about that as well for a long time even with um don imus if you go back to the clip it's like he purposely set up to say it um and if you don't know don Hymas, uh called a i think it was Rutgers, i can't remember the team women's basketball team and somebody the way he described it um he said the words, and then his partner made sure he said it too. Like, so it wasn't just him. And then he said, said, blah, say, blah, say, blah. He got quiet and like, Pastor would repeat exactly what I said. So it's like, who gonna get fired? It's gonna be both of us. <laughs> so, so I felt like you trying to get a contract. I was thinking about the situation with Roseanne. Roseanne I can't remember what she said, but she was, they had, did a Roseanne reboot and then she said her thing and they took her off, but the show's still on and it's called Roseanne. I think so. Or the Connors now. It's called the Connors. And I think it's a possibility that folks are doing that. I, I, I thought about that as well, especially certain things. Um, But it seems like he really didn't get the attention until India Ari, prayerfully, I said that right. Is that right? Um, India Ari said, How's Joe Rogan getting the 10 million? And um, how's Joe Rogan get the 10 million? And we're getting less than a pers- uh, half a penny for every stream. So that's where it, people started focusing on Joe Rogan. All right, coming to the stage. All the way from Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> what's going on, man? Jay Hamilton, what's up, my brother? Hey, man, I apologize for the tardiness. I was just getting the messages, and I was like, oh, let me let me hop on real quick. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Appreciate yeah, man. you, man. Oh, no so yeah. As you can see, my title is Are We in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> okay. Because I'm feeling like every time um, someone of a, a public stature says something disparagingly specifically about the color you know they may get fired but they get another job mm-hmm. you know they, they and there may be an apology but it's never like really an apology <laughs> and um so this question was posed have you ever thought about maybe these folks are saying or doing things to get out of the contract to get another opportunity because i thought about dynamis because after he said his, his thing, he he now working for another company. You know? Okay. And Roseanne Barr is another one 
she had her show reboot and one season in she makes her remark and now she's out but the show's still on you know so so herein lies the thing and i think we talked about this a little bit the other day the problem is that um particularly when it comes to the black community we don't own the apparatus right so it's it's not like you know when when somebody offends a group that does have ownership over the apparatus right that person can be permanently removed for us it's more like oh you know you shouldn't have said this there's a politically correct time that we need to remove you but we're gonna still let you make your money and all that stuff because black people don't control it right um, right. And that's what that's makes it, it particularly good. oppressive because it's it's like it's an easy stick. Not to mention, I just want to reiterate, this is America. So people aren't as offended by the racism as they want to have you believe. They just don't want to lose the corporate sponsorship. Uh, so, so they're like, look. Wait, wait, Coy. Yes. Help me. Who is the politician in South Carolina that in 2012, 2014, 2016 was reelected to office after a marital affair, but was beat out because he came against Donald Trump. Mm. Um, let's see, it's a few. So the governor of South Carolina had a marriage. Not, not a governor. I don't know what um, what all I'm saying is what you just said, mm-hmm. right? About the apparatus. The right. leverage, the power. Right. This man himself says, "How is it that I could be reelected to office three terms, having an extramarital affair, mm-hmm. which speaks against <laughs> character, principle, and all of that integrity?" Right. But the minute I go against Donald Trump, I can't win my seat back. Right. That's that's, and that's in that's in South that's Carolina. Oh, that's yeah. very interesting. Right. Absolutely. Well, see, this is this is the thing about Donald Trump and everything that he's kind of spurred. I don't view Donald Trump as an outcome. I view him as the embodiment of what people want to say. Right. So Donald mm-hmm. Trump just doesn't have the, the Washington connections to have to be in a position to have class like you. If you're not a Bush or you're not a Cheney or anything like that, you don't have to be beholden to the people who are funding you. You're an outsider. So he can come in and be as racist as he want to be. It's what right. they all really wanted to say. But at the end right. of the day, like they can't do it because they have other right. strings. Um, Donald right. Trump can come in and say whatever he wants and advance mm-hmm. because you got to look at it like this. There was a good story on NPR yesterday about how conservative Republicans have gotten everything they want through Donald Trump. They got everything. Yeah. They got the courts. Right. <laughs> And that's going right. to be for the next 20 years. That's yep. They got it. They're yep. getting ready to overturn Roe v. Wade. They got everything yep. that they want, but it came in, in Donald Trump. And now you even see people who are rolling back the January 6th uh, revolution. Now they're saying that's political discourse. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. right. And they're censuring uh, Liz Cheney. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yes. she won't get with the program. Right. <laughs> she right. won't get with right. the program. Um, and, and this is the thing, and I, I, I don't want to be mistaken because this isn't, in my opinion, this isn't even a partisan thing. Trust and believe there are right. Democrats that support that too. I don't want y'all right. to think it's like right. a Republican right. Democrat thing. This is a right. white thing. That's <laughs> white thing. Yeah, right. White, right. white people have, certain white people have certain viewpoints that they feel like certain people should be in charge. And it doesn't matter how good or how bad of a job a black person in leadership did. Right. 
It's a matter mm-hmm. of rolling it back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> roll it all back all right. to reestablish who runs this place. So when you look at things like media, when you look at things like, you know, the, the a lot of people are asking the difference between uh, how Whoopi Goldberg was treated versus how Joe Rogan is treated, right? Joe Rogan is saying for a certain demographic what they want right. to hear. And yeah, right. they might give him a slap on the wrist and be like, you know, Joe, don't do that. But he's still going to get his money, right? <laughs> he gonna, right. They're going to take care of him. And he's still yes, going to bring the numbers. He's getting like 10 million people to listen whenever he comes on, right? Yeah, but that's, but, but yeah. bro, that's also because Joe Rogan is in those backroom sessions, those backroom mm-hmm. meetings, and he knows where the bodies are. Absolutely. Right. Because he's been included. Yeah. So he's allowed free reign to do what he does and all that with minimal consequences because he knows who's who. He knows what he can get away right. with. That's the bottom line. So when you see people like a Donald Trump, I just said it before you got on, Joe Rogan is a product of the environment that we exist in today. Um, and I, I, I want to, I know we shouldn't be doing plugs of people's stuff, but I'm really reading a really good book right now. It's called Sex with okay. Presidents, The Ins and Outs of Love and Lust in the White House. Wow. The book is about <laughs> the history of different presidents and the scandals that most people don't even know about. Right. Um, wow. So they talk about Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings, which surprisingly... Thomas Jefferson and Donald Trump have a lot more in common than you might think. Um, wow. So they, they have all this stuff going on. They talk about uh, Grover Cleveland and him being an outright rapist, right? So there's, there's so much stuff that people don't even know. But when we see a Donald Trump, because we have been raised in, in an era where we've seen so much progress for black people from that period right. of the 40s up until now, like it's right. hard to imagine that the people who quote unquote have been running things have been having right. all kinds of stuff going on so that when they have right. this, this Donald Trump figure come up, we think it's it's odd. We think this is the abnormality. When in actuality, right. that now is we, the standard, right? <laughs> That's the standard. And we're the ones right. who are trying to like go back and think regressively to understand how we got here. So my, yeah. my point is yeah. the same. I feel like until we are in a position where we can control the apparatus or we create and develop and invest in our own apparatus, then this is how it's going to be. And because um, we know that they're going to continue to be disrespectful and say things, you know, people get, get away with saying all kinds of stuff about black people. Right. But we know that there's not going to be that same lever of accountability just because of the way that our system in America is set up. And what really mm-hmm. gets me is if you travel and you leave the country and go other places, oftentimes right. you'll see that you are received very differently then you are received when you are here, right? As a black person, you are right. received very differently, Different. right? People don't necessarily look at you as a black person. They look at you as an American, right? Gotcha. It's a little different. Gotcha. Not to say that. Uh, I need to push back. Depending on where you go, I guess. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. My, yeah. My views Depends small. on where you go because I have been to several different countries and my experience mm-hmm. all, dating all the way back to 1985 is there's a difference between being an American and being a black American. Okay. Uh, I have seen, I mean, in Korea, in, in Thailand, in Germany, uh, Nuremberg, you, they know the N word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, they were accustomed to how to deal, how to interact with black folks. I'm saying good and bad. I saw Koreans downtown with do rags on. Selling mixtapes. <laughs> Come on in, brother man. Come on in, brother man. I got ice cube. I got 
you know, NWA, I, you know, I, I mean, Kumo D, you like Kumo D, you, you know. <laughs> I go to work. You, you go down range and, and women is like, nah, uh-uh, no, no, I don't want, no, 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 you bad for me, bad for me. <laughs> you know? right. uh, I'm, and, and what I'm saying is you saw foreign individuals <laughs> who had the narrative, the American narrative mm. on black people. Mm. I've experienced that. I've, I've, I've been overseas in fights. Yeah, yeah. I, I got in a big fight like a movie, like a movie scene in Hawaii, Waikiki Beach. Wow. Right. Over some L.A. stuff. Wow. L.A. gang stuff. Somebody called me on my name and and I'm with locals that mm. night. Right. And I'm talking about I mean, and it was crazy. And I'm saying like there was nothing I did except be black. Mm. And that's Hawaii. Isn't that supposed right. to be in part of the US? I mean, <laughs> right. like what? Right, right. You know, uh in Germany, I've seen it. Uh in, in Thailand, I've seen it. They want what you can give, but they don't want you as their friend. Mm. So I've experienced that when I was in the military, man. So it, and again, it depends on where you go. That's absolutely true. Because what I've also learned is you can go to those same countries and be African and be treated with more respect than you get treated as a black American. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've seen that as well. Got All right. Coming to the stage right now, all the way from some town in Florida. <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, my man. <laughs> okay. Mr. Reparations himself. Yo, yo. Ephraim. Oh, in the building. Can't call it, can't call it. How y'all doing here? So did we make it out to our life? Well, it looks like y'all made it out since you got a Miami Dolphins hat on again. <laughs> I couldn't let you just keep coming over here and, and repping like this. Yeah. I had to do it one time for Flores, man. You got you got a coach now, so y'all feeling good. No, nah, no, nah, we, we had the right coach. <laughs> My bad. I'm not trying to derail. All right. <laughs> All right. so just a quick reset. Uh, we want to walk you guys to Brothers of the Team. I got my man Jay Hamilton, Pastor McCory, and Eva Burrell. And we're just talking about, and I know you see, are we in the Twilight Zone? Basically feeling like consequences aren't big for those that, that talk disparagingly about people of color that are high profile. I got this gnat that just is won't quit, won't stop. <laughs> but oh, so yeah, so Ephraim, um, I don't know if you've been listening to some of the conversation. Um, I know we were talking about our what we look like overseas. Um, what has been your experiences? Have you, have you followed Joe Rogan? And that's this kind of like what kicked it off. But like I've mentioned, other people that have said things and just gotten out. And I want to throw out there also, can we create our own media to, to really control, as, as Jay says, the apparatus? There's own, but she doesn't really own own. <laughs> she, she actually sold a big chunk of what she owns in own um, to Discovery or sold it back to them. Um, and do we find a lot of that? Like BET with Bob Johnson. I mean, we don't know what his financial situation looked like when Viacom came to him. 
but we all know if we in a in a in a pickle, somebody offers us a couple of million, yeah, supposed to a billion, you're like, I'll take that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I mean Byron <laughs> Allen. I can't. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Byron Allen yeah. owns he, he owns the weather channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's uh um, what he wants to do. Like so while we still watching tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. we, we we got um I don't know. That's a loaded question. I don't know which angle you want me to really take on that. Like, I'm not going to get on over the business piece. You know, they, it's just business. You know, um, <laughs> I, for me, it's like if we have the dollar, I guess that controls it all. You know, if you are on BET and you're playing black television, but you need white commercials to keep the network going, it might, you know, be a little, a little off-putting. But um, it's it's we we can do it. You know, we just got to swing all our dollars towards the right way in the right direction because they obviously want our product. It's a famous uh, song with one of my favorite groups, Outkast, called Hollywood Divorce. And even Lil Wayne was on it and probably had the most prolific verse on there. But if you listen to the song, they're just trying to take, they're trying to talk about how Hollywood takes stuff from black people mm-hmm. and uses it. When I was growing up, yeah, it monetizes big time and tries to take our own swag, you know. You, and I, I really don't know about the women's stuff I'm saying, but you see white women with baby hairs and fingernails and stuff like that's not y'all original style. And I'm not coming for nobody with nothing, but I'm saying <laughs> you look real black when you do it is what I'm trying to say. But like, I don't mean that offensively, you know what I'm saying? But you, you, they take what we do. When I came up in Florida, we had, uh, we ride Impalas and Chevys really heavy, like those 90 inch Chevys, the old police cars for the most part. Mm-hmm. And Right. Drug dealers, they put 15 inch TV screens in their car. And now you go get a minivan, you know what I'm saying? It got TVs flipped down. It's just a, it's a little weird, you know what I'm saying? Like on 20s was a, was a big deal. And now factory rims are 20 inch rims. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I seen, I seen dope boys go deal over this stuff. And now it's just like coming off the lot like that. It's a little, it's a little funny to look at, but. Right. When 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 you know Pooh and all them other dope boys did it, they went to jail for it, and now Chrysler right. got it <laughs> coming off the line, making millions. It's a, it's a Hollywood divorce, you right. know what I'm saying? Now, what is amazing right. about black folk, we just keep coming up with new stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, they take our talk, you know, they take our they take our style, they take our ideas. Um, they'll take right. chitlins if we let them have it, you know, they'll take they'll take whatever we got. <laughs> And they get they get paid. They're gonna take it. They're gonna take it eventually. Artisanal chitlin. We shouldn't And then it's gonna go for one twenty over there and follow the child. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's um. I think I think ownership is always for me always key. I'm not gonna those individuals that you called, and I'm not saying you were coming for them, but I'm saying I won't judge them. In a business decision piece, uh, you know, because what if he owed the mafia money or something? I don't know. You know, like you said, if he's if he's in a tight, then it was just a business decision. Um, and Oprah got plenty of money, so maybe she's just you know. I think Tyler Perry got a piece of Netflix now. He has his own something. He has something going on with BET Plus, and he's putting out black yeah, yeah. product left and right. But you got um, yeah. Jordan Peele putting out nothing but mm-hmm. black product. Left and right, you know, yeah. even scary movies, traditionally white things. <laughs> Virgin Park's he's coming right. out with the 
with the black version you know what i'm saying so you got access that healthy right is that reverse racism it's a whole bunch it's loaded but i'm saying we still put out but we product. don't yeah i mean i get it because we we have mastered the product part absolutely and you know like like what he like said to you uh how do you turn that around and get it flipped a bit that means more <laughs> equity and royalties and fair share between both sides and i think we've been receiving that you know because we got the rim shops you know we got the yeah. spots where you can get things done um and granted yes they they took ideas and made it in their own factories but yeah but those still, shops aren't in beverly hills certain, he said there's no rim shop in beverly hills right, yeah. right. not not right. the traditional That's one true. the custom rim shop you know high end stuff, <laughs> you know Shaq's Shaq still got to take his car somewhere to get picked when he was playing you know it's like right. it, you you flip it but i mean to whose event i don't know do you do you put on black writers? Do you hire only black staff? Like, what's the limit? You know what I'm saying? When have you paid your debt to society? When have you paid your debt to your people? When is it time? You know, I'm just saying it's not super black and white. I think there's times where you have enough money. Like, okay, if, if, if I see somebody homeless on the street, I want to feed them. But if I cannot feed my own family, as hungry as that man might be, I have to, he can't, he can't eat off of me. You feel me? And I don't feel like I'm a bad person for that. Now, if I've been grinding, working hard, my family eating, you know what I'm saying? Things are taken care of. I do feel I do feel a call to push a little further to try to see if I can get somebody else straight. You know what I'm saying? Can I can I take care of that man eating for the day? Now, I can't take him into my house. I should say right. I haven't been called to take him into my house. I haven't heard that. I, I, plenty of people have done that, too. My parents grew up doing that, but I, 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 just, I didn't hear it. But I'm saying maybe i can take care of monday and tuesday you feel what i'm saying so at some point you have obligation not obligation my good i feel like you have a call to do a See, little bit more you're on a different topic okay <laughs> you, you're, you're in a different vein here because you're talking now you're talking about something that forces me to go to the scripture all right right and and if i go to the scripture the scripture would say to you that you are wrong in your thinking Break it down. that you know if my family hungry i can't do anything for him because the scripture says you can because if you have something to eat he can get a piece of it but you don't leave him hungry if you have something and and what you're right. saying and what i'm my point is humanity says you got to survive, survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. Bible says, break him off. But right. we're so far away from the scripture, we've normalized survival of the fittest. And we've made biblical statutes outside the box. I don't know. I don't know. On that. You said, yeah, I, 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 if, if, you, if you take care, you got to take care. The elder got to rule his house well, right? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is this. You say, I don't know, which yeah, means right. I have to question how much you believe of what the word says. Not saying I'm not I'm not telling you that you're right or wrong. I'm yeah. only saying whose word, whose report are you going to believe? I, yeah, I believe I mean, it's fluid, it, though. It's, it's situation by situation. If I felt led, I haven't given every mm -hmm. homeless man I've seen at a corner on the interstate. I haven't given them money. Right. Not everyone. I right. haven't always felt led. 
You know, yeah, what but I'm that's saying? not. But right. that's that's not what I'm talking about. Because again, you're talking about what makes you feel okay. You're not talking about what God says. That's why I said you're in another you're in another lane here. I mean, right? I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I feel I feel it's operated off the spirit. I feel there's a peace and confirmation with the word. There, there's nothing right. in the word of God that says you need to be led to help somebody. The word of God says help. If someone needs help, if you, if what if I'm not in position? Is all I'm saying. If I have enough, if we're covered, if I can stretch out, right. then I'll stretch out. But I just, I'm just, right. I'm telling you, if I'm down, so you, you're, you're forgetting and, about and, the woman, but you're, you're ignoring the woman who gave what she had. Yeah, after the prophet, but um, okay, let's let's let's, let's, let's move him. a little bit. Let's move a little bit. So, Ephraim, you talk about. So we talk about our our communities. Right. And we're talking yep. about building up our communities and how much is too much. Like you have a black owned business. Is it black staff, black secretary, black janitor, yeah. uh, black manufacturer, black lawyer? You know, you know, we 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 support. I think I think main piece um, is ownership. You know, I want to I want to say this. It. I want to say this. We can move on. But I want to say this. We got to a piece that is critical because somebody might be listening and they heard what he said and it may confuse them. All right. And what I'm saying, that same Bible says, let the word of God be true, but let every man be alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is, I want to make it clear. You said that I think you said I feel and how you feel is how you feel. But I want to make right. clear that's not what the scripture says. Right. All right. We know I just want to make that clear. That. <laughs> right. No, I just want to make sure before we move on, because I, somebody might right. leave, walk out of here with a gray area. So now you can go on. <laughs> oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah, no, Andy. I'm with you, though, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are those areas that he talked about, Pastor. Are great areas. I don't know what what's the obligation. I think Jay is doing a great work. Should I tell him now? How many black families have you helped not get evicted? Or is it good that he's just keeping people from getting evicted? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they mostly and, black. <laughs> Jay, Which, Jay, why work, are you not getting evicted? Like, work with me, Jay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just saying, in, in uh, like, when you set out to do, you know, I don't know if I, from outside, can put that on Jay. Like, all right, you got to help five white families before you help five black families or whatever. <laughs> now, there was rules and obligations. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Now, Pastor, what you talking? And we talking something different. It changes. It changes situation by situation. My, my sister have a scholarship that she can go anywhere in school in Florida for four years, full ride. She just had to be a teacher for six or seven years after and she would never have to pay the loan on she she broke that she decided okay. not to do that so in that obligation she had to do certain things in a certain way you know what i'm saying yeah. but like in any other situation you know freedom of choice if you want to change your major it happens all the time a lot of people aren't in the field in which they majored in so yeah. um you know i'm just saying different situations change but unless he had a, a grant that said you have to do you have you know if you have a grant given to help black families what right. do we just watch with the ppp loans you know what i'm saying people mm -hmm. take full you know taking advantage of the situation it was given for a certain well, reason 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you have some obligation that's tied to the money or the help, then yeah, follow those rules. Outside of some right. obligation due to some legal stuff, I don't know what I can put on you all as an individual towards your own people. Sometimes for me, that right. I'm still it's still me. Sometimes for me, those things are feelings, gray areas. You know, I, I think that pastors should help young black men. Would I say pastors wrong if a, a young white man came to this congregation and yelled them? You know what I'm saying? I, did he portray his people? Right. You know what I'm saying? What if the black child wasn't ready? So I, I, it's hard for me to say flat, clear out, you know, in general, you better help every single black person. What if the white one is the one that's ready? What if the white one is the one that's in need? You know, um, now what we set out to do, um, I, I, you know, it'd be great. If you're going to be in my community, you know, the, not the Chinese, the other races that come into our community don't always hire our people, but they have, they heavily yeah. in our, in our nail shops in some of our fast food spots right. in our gas stations. If you look at gas station, liquor right. store, uh, food chains, in, in your community, you know what I'm saying? I'm probably leaving somebody out. Those four, at least right there, are most likely not looking like us on this screen. So, and they, right. and they stand, I mean, it's, it's not looking like us. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, this, the owner and the staff match because I've, I've seen, I've seen predominantly whites turn predominantly to black, you know. Um, but let's switch it up a little bit. Let's switch it up a little bit. Um, talking about ownership, media, getting the message out there. Um, are we are we lacking in the power to get the apparatus? Jay, do you see us taking that control? I mean, I, Tyler Perry got studio, which is one of the biggest, mm-hmm. I think, in the, the world. I think. Right. I mean, I know the country. Um, right. But he still doesn't own. We all, the, the distribution piece to control. More, not just really the narrative, but when people are stepping out of space, out of place, you can change, make that change. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the issue is we're not going to look, even if we designed and we invested in what we want, we're not going to look like Hollywood looks in 2022 because Hollywood really was started in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So you can't look at a hundred year you know, work product and say, well, why can't we have that tomorrow? But I do right. think these are seeds that are being planted, mm-hmm. right? So it starts with Tyler Perry and his studio and his productions. Yeah. It can mm-hmm. it can morph as we move forward into distribution of everything that we want. But I think it right. will take some kind of organization around some collective ideas or an agenda as mm-hmm. to what it is that we want to see. Um, and I think right. it's going to take some buy-in because I've I've seen black people who hate Tyler Perry just because it's Tyler Perry. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you, we can't do that. You know what I'm like, we yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Um, so we we have to have an agenda because, again, like I think America is real good about showing us what can be because we see everybody who's been investing for all this time. But yeah. the right. other thing I was going to add is the thing that's always been troubling to me is it's real easy for me to support my community when I want to buy a bag of chips or when I want to buy an outfit, but I can't support my community when I'm getting a mortgage because we don't have black banks. I can't support my community when I want to buy a car, right? Like I'm, I'm those are the big things that I feel like we can change and right. it doesn't take Tyler Perry level status yeah. to get there. Right. And I would love right. to see us really being able to be in that position to provide that to the community so that we can get to where ultimately we're trying to go. 
Um, I think the, the biggest money that we see being made is usually going to be from investments and all in 401ks. Like, why is the company that has my 401k? It's not black owned. Like, I, I, I don't have an option here for a black owned 401k company. So right. I, I don't right. know like how that how we navigate those spaces. And the last thing I'll say is I don't want anybody to have the false notion that it's going to be easy. There are gatekeepers. Right. We don't see that stuff in our community for a reason, yeah. because the people who are empowered mm. to set you up in that are going to play gatekeeper. Yep. And oftentimes right. they're not going to look like us. And sometimes, sadly, they do look like us and they don't want competition. So mm. we, we have to I think as a community, we have to decide what it is that we want. And then we take our action to support those people uh, who look like us who are in the lane for those ventures. Yeah, that's good. Well, that we weren't there when the financial infrastructure, the global financial infrastructure was designed. We weren't in that meeting. Right. Absolutely. More than you thought about. Right. Right. And and we were never invited in. Yeah. You know, we weren't there when the media infrastructure was designed. Right. Right. We weren't in those meetings. You know, so to your point, that is a that's a that's a tall hill to climb. Mm-hmm. when they don't want you in there. Right. And that means that everything that you do, according to the infrastructure, has a limit. There's, right. a, there's a ceiling mm-hmm. on how far you right. can go. And as long as that right. ceiling is there, you have to recognize there's a limit to how far, how high you can climb. Hmm. And so the alternative is, can I own an airwave? Mm-hmm. Which is what Mr. Johnson did, which is what Mr. Allen has done. Because here's the thing, and and to to East earlier point, I'm not knocking Jay, Jay Z, like help who you want to help. Right. My thing is help. Right. Right. That's it. I'm like for me, I'm I'm trying to be the best version of God's man that I can be. Yep. Right. Right. I happen to be black. Yeah. I want to be able to help my community. And that's whoever's in my community. Mm-hmm. Right? But my focus is in areas where I'm comfortable. So I'm comfortable helping people who look like me, who can yep. receive me. Right. Yep. You understand? You understand that doesn't that? mean I won't help somebody else. Right. Because right. if you come to me and you're in trouble, I'm helping. I don't care what right. you look like. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh, so it's not like black first. No, it's black because I'm black, and that's what's in front of me. I'm working on my part of the right. wall. That's can, I ask, can I ask you something a little off, a little off subject? How many invitations over the years, over your, I mean, from whatever, to preach at white churches have you received? Ooh. Uh, I mean, not as many as black churches, but I've received them. I've, I've preached at co-workers' churches. Here since I've been in Georgia, I actually uh, had a white coworker who asked me to speak at her husband's funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wore my clergy, and they they wore their Lutheran <laughs> coming there in my black suit like this first Sunday, <laughs> and everybody out there looked like they ready to sing in the choir. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so and it was different it was totally different culturally but my co-worker said right. i want you here i want people to know who you are mm. 
I want people to know who my friends are, and you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my so, husband respected you, so I spoke. Wow, well, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, I got I'll, a, I'll, Okay, I got a question before. Go ahead, Ephraim. No, no, go ahead, bro. Did you have something? Okay. No, no, no. Go. All right, because I'm, I'm struggling with this echo in my ear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like I'm talking over myself. So it's, just, it's, it's making the conversation hard. So before we get out of here, just something to kind of chew on, and I know this might send us into the 10, 10, 10, 15 range, but what does recycling the dollar really look like, right? So we have those that we support that look like us and owners. How does that dollar trickle back down to us? Or how do we, what look like it's staying in the community? Real, real quick, and I'll let Fast and Jay who can speak on this much better than me. Like, first I say the how is is simple. You know, spend with black business, right? But I think the bigger right. focus should be the purpose, the and the purpose should be not, not it should be the fun things that would help black people succeed and get what they need, right? It's not even just to see black <laughs> people. I love to see young black people get paid, but mm-hmm. I'm saying outside of just seeing us get money. The hope is that if we spend it with each other, it will stay in the community so that we can get what we need. What do we need? We need grocery stores. They need a 401k that's owned by black a business. Uh, we and, and of course there are black banks, but it's not like it's not out there like it's mm-hmm. McDonald's. You feel what I'm saying? So it, it's uh, it's to go to fund those things. The hope is if we spend in our own community that we'll get what we need in our gas stations and things of our influence and the things, you know, like maybe we can get at a new negotiating table like pastor was talking about to get our own stations to get all our things and to uh, sustain them we have the uh over in uh stonecrest what is it it's the black wall street and i'm not coming for them I'm, right. I'm apl- i applauded i'm very happy for it but i was just taking a look outside in please don't hit me looking at the business model and i was asking myself how sustainable is that when when because we, right. we we is it trendy or is that thing really here to stay? Right. You know what I'm saying? Is that anchor store? I mean, I've all been right. doing retail for a while and I'm just looking at it through that eye is all I'm saying. Where, you know, where's the thing that's going to draw people there outside of, hey, I heard some right. black people doing some thing. Let's go support. Because the support lasts for a second. Right. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You oh, that's, that's good. real good. good. Tides is all the way up. And then, no, but you need to give right. when, when, when the past ain't preached good. You need to give mm-hmm. when you, your spirit ain't moved. It's something that you just need to do all the time. They have no anchor store. They selling soaps and lotions, and that's cool. But will it sustain the business? So, I mean, take a pause. Wow, nah, it's good. Wow, wow. Who's next? Jump in there real quick. (laughs) Oh well, look, I'll I'll save. I'll save the best for last. So let me go. (laughs) No pressure. And and I'm really going to echo what you. I'm not going to verbatim echo what you said, E. But the reality is, it doesn't matter how frequent the dollar is passed in the in the black community if it's not building infrastructure yep right it can go from me to you to jay to Mm -hmm. to, to ad but if if none of us are contributing Mm -hmm. 50 60 percent of that to the infrastructure at some point it's going to exit our community. Yep. Plain and simple. Okay. Okay. Right. We we learned this Ooh. in the nineties. 
they did they did a great debate. How long does the dollar stay or circulate in the black community versus other communities? There was a measurement of time. Yeah. Right. They said yeah. the dollar stays in the black community about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It, it moved up to six since the nineties. So we doing we're doing okay. better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the, the Asian community where it stays in for 17 days. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Uh, I mean, so right. I, I can't really, there. yeah, I can't really top that. I, I think the whole thing about it is we know that the money is power, but I think the money is the power for the infrastructure. And mm -hmm. I think it takes much more than money. I think it takes people with ideas coming to the table to set out an agenda Yep. Because it's not going to be just financial. It's going to be you need some government power because when you try to build that infrastructure, you're going to need to have some zoning laws changed to get yep. what you need to come to the community. You're going to need to change the tax system sometimes. So I think, you know, it's it's a starting point. What what I'm happy about is I understand that for our people, we are doing this from centuries and centuries of oppression and not being allowed access into rooms where these conversations were happening. But mm -hmm. now we're at a point because of technology and because of education and because of everything that we yeah. don't have to still carry that same weight. We have the ability to at least put a foot in the ground and plant a seed for the future. So I just want people who you know are going to be committed to a common collective cause and not just chasing money to show off to white people. That's that's the main thing. So if, if it's people who are saying, you know, we got ours, let's invest this, let's build the infrastructure we want, let's build the education system we want, um, then it might take us 30, 40 years to catch up. But we have to think in the future as to what we want for our people. Uh, Jay, Indeed. do yes. you know John Hope Bryant? I know John Hope Franklin. I don't know how John Hope Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> are you in front of your computer? Yes. Do a search. John Hope Bryant founder of Operation Hope. Mm -hmm. John Hope Bryant. All y'all look him up. If you want to know what a black financial visionary looks like, get to know John Hope Bryant. Okay. And I'll also let you all know that in the 80s, early 80s or 70s, late 70s, that same brother was living out of his car in South Central Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. He is now a global financial icon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the largest black financial institution, but it might be close. And I remember when he launched Operation Hope. When he launched it. I knew him when he was just getting, I, I knew him when the first dollar was made. When he was still, he was sitting in church next to me at first AME. Now, you, if you want to learn what it looks like to be a black man trying to get a foothold in the financial industry, check out John Hope Bryant. I got him pulled up. Do my research today. All right. Yeah. You got our homework. All right. We appreciate you guys for uh, rocking and hanging with us. Jay, I appreciate you for coming through. Pastor, always the reparations. Appreciate you. Sure. Uh, make sure you guys are sharing, tagging, and let everybody know that the brothers are where are and we're in the building. I'm sorry, I pause this echo. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> as always, continue to stay safe. Know that we love you. God loves you more. 
We will see you in the AM. Thursday we might be our Friday. We might have some fun tomorrow. All right. Um, we've been kind of heavy this week. All right, guys. So we'll see you in the AM. Take care. See you tomorrow. It's been a long, a long time. We still alive. These are this is our dancing. This is the opportunity. It's been a long, a long time. I want to thank you for watching, learning, and growing with us. Being a part of the change 